America trapped behind enemy lines. Day number 31. 31. Right, hour two, Sean Hannity Show, 800-941-SEAN is our number. You want to be a part of the program. So today, September 14th, is, well, the 31st day America's Americans held hostage behind enemy lines. Still no definitive number from this this idiot Tony Blinken. Uh, who's just completely clueless. Where, where do you see the tape we show you tonight on Hannity on the Fox News channel? But it is California recall day uh, out there. Uh, you know, I guess like everything else, there's always the reports about, uh, okay, what's, you know, what's going on in the ballots? Why we can't get election integrity down pat when you think of the, the level of sophistication that we have let's let's start with silicon valley and the brilliant minds that are out there and voter id signature verification chain of custody controls uh you know very simple things updated voter rolls partisan observers observing the vote count start to finish uh the voting has been going on for weeks and weeks uh we're told we probably won't know have a winner called uh, as even tonight or tomorrow or the next day, because apparently ballots can be counted, you know, for however, 19 days after or some absurd number. There was a report on KTLA Channel 5 out in California about San Fernando Valley residents having trouble casting recall ballots. Let's listen to this report. Issues at the ballot box have left some voters confused, even frustrated, especially after being told they already cast a vote in the recall race. It makes me question the result, especially when it relates to me and my wife's vote. Iman Afshar and his wife say they went to vote in person at the Disabled American Veterans 73 polling location in Woodland Hills Saturday, but the record showed they had already voted when in fact their mail-in ballots were still sealed. Unopened. I asked him, well, what's the solution? He said, well, you can fill out a provisional ballot and vote that way. And I told him I'm not comfortable with that. I'd rather vote um, on the machines personally. A similar scene playing out at a different polling site. Gave her this and she scanned it and said, you voted. And I said, no, I haven't. And she said, this has been happening all morning. All right. So there you go. Shocking. Um, this is going to be now, and this is what I've been telling everybody that needs to be fixed immediately. Hannity, what do we do? Well, the first thing is you've got to make sure that election integrity measures are adopted by your state legislatures. So there's no shenanigans. We have integrity in the process and, and so on and so forth. There's got to be a means with all the mail-in balloting, balloting to validate that the people that are voting and getting the ballots are are also have to provide some type of voter ID. Uh, am I saying that anything is going to happen or has happened out in California? No, I'm playing what KTLA is reporting. I'm not on the ground. I don't know. But Leo 2.0 Terrell is uh, Fox News contributor, civil rights attorney. Um, and they made a big deal. This is outrageous. We elect. <laughs> I, I was watching Biden just mumble, bumble and fumble in his speech today. It was so freaking embarrassing. Um, but he's saying, if you elect Larry Elder, you're electing Donald Trump. I'm like, no, you're not. <laughs> not at all. I'll tell you, Sean. And I'm not saying this in a pejorative towards Larry. I love Larry. Larry's a great guy. I'm just saying he's not Donald Trump. He's He's been more of a libertarian 
uh, than anything else over the, the decades that I've known him as a friend. You're absolutely right. Uh, Larry Elder is a libertarian. Uh, he's has, he is definitely the leader uh, on the Republican side as far as vote total. If we kick Gavin Newsom out, we will have a black Republican governor in Larry Elder. But the Democrats have Donald Trump on the brain, Sean. They are afraid of him. They fear him. And any time they get a chance to mention his name, they do. And I'll tell you right now, they try to change the focus of this election, claiming that this is a, quote, Republican recall. No, it's not. 1.7 million voters, Democrats, independents, Republicans want Gavin Newsom out. And I'll be, I'll go out, out front, Sean, and tell you right now, there is an election integrity issue. One month ago, in a, in a Torrance parking lot at a 7-Eleven, a man with a gun, drugs, and 300 unopened recall ballots. Who is this guy? Has he been facing charges? Why did he have 300 ballots? You got 22 million ballots being mailed out. And I'll tell you right now, I'm questioning election integrity because with 22 million ballots going out to all so-called registered voters without the voter rolls being purged, yes, there is some shenanigans. And the Democrats love the mail-in ballots because, to me, it's corrupt and there's no election integrity. So expect the worst. And you know what? I, I, I will question the election results because of the shenanigans being played before and definitely after you know look i've i i have felt that for the the most important questions obviously begins with question one do you want to recall gavin newsom here's why i see it as a very difficult race for any republican to win to to reach that threshold where you keep gavin below 50 percent of the vote if he gets less than 50 percent of the vote today he's out he will be recalled as governor does he yes. deserve it? Absolutely. For all the hypocrisy and, and high taxes and, you know, disastrous lack of science and forest management, uh, the brownouts, his his covid double standards, his covid hypocrisy, um, you know, paying people, you know, giving people checks before the recall and after the right. recall. I'm like, oh, OK, that, that, where I grew up, that's like uh, pay to play for crying out loud. But with all that said, when you look demographically, this state has shifted solid, solid blue, and you've had a mass exodus for the first time in 171 years. More people left California than went into California. If you take a U-Haul out of California and you go to Texas, you're paying about 2500 bucks. If you take that same U-Haul from Texas back to California, the exact same distance, other direction, you're paying like three or 400 bucks, and you're doing U-Haul a favor because they need the U-Hauls in California, but people aren't leaving Texas. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah. Sean, I'll tell you right now, everything you laid out about Newsom is absolutely correct. He's a horrible governor. He's done nothing right. And if you ask anyone who is supporting Newsom, what has he accomplished? They can't name anything. The state is horribly run, poorly run, but it's controlled by the Democrats. I'll tell you right now, Sean, uh, yes, the polls favored Newsom tonight, but I'm praying, I got my fingers crossed, there is going to be a massive, massive same-day voting. And those people who are going to go to the vote and vote in person, I guarantee you, those are yes on the recall. And that is what you're hoping for. Because even to get this thing on the ballot, 
you needed Democrat support. And where Newsom picked winners and losers during the COVID, favoring his friends and disadvantaging small mom and pop stores, those people are angry. And I think there's a disconnect between the Democratic elite and the rank-and-file Democrats who have to earn a living to get a job. One final it, it, note. Look, I know California knows a lot about earthquakes, which you got to take seriously out there. But this would be a political earthquake, you know, a 9-5 minimum on the Richter scale. Here's <laughs> Biden out there with Newsom, you know, mumbling and bumbling and fumbling and coughing his way through a so-called speech, trying to attempt to call Larry Elder a Trump clone. I'm not sure you know it. But if you didn't know it, you should, because the decision you're about to make isn't just going to have just going to have a huge impact on California. Meanwhile, 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 we see something else in parts of America. It isn't about public health. Children are required to be vaccinated. But now, in the midst of this pandemic, look, folks, we don't need politics in this battle against COVID. No lead, and I apologize. Gavin will be a governor who will help us finish the job. I'm going to make this as simple as I can. You either keep Gavin Newsom as your governor, or you'll get Donald Trump, who has the courage to lead. And Gavin, you have a governor. <laughs> who shares the state's values. You can't make this up. He just, it, Joe, Joe you Biden's can't make healthy. this up, Leo. You no, can't is, write this any better. This kid, he's not healthy. I'm just going to say this. <laughs> Based on that take, Joe Biden is not healthy. And, Joe, and Sean, one of the points, they, they must be worried. Why would Joe Biden fly on election eve to give that speech? Something's wrong. Those internal polls must be telling them something. But Joe Biden is not healthy based on that tape. He's not. Yep. Quick break. We'll go back out to uh, California more with Leo 2.0. Terrell, it is Gavin Newsom recall day, and we'll get the very latest from there. Also, your calls are coming up. We have an update on COVID and the mandated policies of Joe Biden and much more. As we continue, Leo 2.0 Terrell is out there. It's it's California recall Newsom day out there. Always hope for the best. Look, I, anyone can have a, a rough day. I, when I've been on the road and I've given lots of speeches and, you know, do book signings and all this. I mean, I, I'd be out in, in 12 cities in a week sometimes. It's crazy. But that's not the situation with Joe. Joe barely does anything. I mean, he's Joe got, on average, less day. than one item a day on his schedule for crying out loud. And it's rough. He, it's rough every day, even when he meets the press, uh, talks to the press and the nation for 15 minutes. He has a rough. He never had a good day. Joe Biden's never had a good day. It's always name rough. one. Here's the thing. Name one thing. Is it borders? Is it covid? Is it uh, his energy policy? Is it uh, let's see, Afghanistan and the disaster that is there? Is it his tax policies? Is it the inflation? Is it the economy? Is it foreign policy in general? Name one thing, Leo 2.0 Terrell. One thing that he's done that you could say he's been successful at. 
He's in the same boat as Gavin Newsom. Absolutely nothing. They came in with a mission to undo all the good things of President Trump, and they have created a disaster. Joe Biden has done nothing for this country. In fact, he has hurt this country. Simple as that. Just like Gavin Newsom has hurt California. There are two peas in a pot, Sean. There are two peas in a pot. See, but the problem is people that would be inclined to vote Gavin out, there's, there's tens of thousands and hundreds of thousands now of those people have gotten the hell out of there. And, I, and look, as somebody that lived in California for five years, I mean, you're not leaving because the weather's bad. You're not leaving because of the landscape. If you're leaving, it's because the business atmosphere has gotten so bad Look, I mean, look at what you, you don't get arrested if you steal less than a thousand dollars worth of goods from a store and, and people are doing that. And you got the homeless situation. Then you've got, oh, his kids get to go to school in person while the rest of California, their kids do not. He goes out to fancy restaurants. The rest of California cannot. Businesses are going belly up. You know, you look at the same with summer camp for, for Gavin Newsom. I mean, his winery stays open. It's just he's such a hypocrite of a, an incredible magnitude that he says, I was wrong. I, I, I should have thought more deeply about that. Okay, by the sixth offense, that doesn't fly anymore. It, 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 he, he is protected by yes people. He's Nancy Pelosi's golden boy, and he has destroyed this state. And I'm telling you right now, this is a wake-up call. And, Sean, I haven't get up, given up hope in California because Rick Grinnell, our friend, he got an organization called Fix California. And I'm telling you right now, we're going to take California back step by step. Guys like Rick Grinnell, Trump supporters, this guy has a message, and we're trying to get this state back in order. It's going to take time. The 9.5. Maybe you're a better person than me. I've given up on New York. I don't think New York is fixable because I don't think there's enough conservatives in New York that are, that are smart enough to vote out this, this corruption that's Albany, New York. And it's, I, I just don't see it. Maybe it can happen. Maybe if it gets that bad, something will happen. But, but it's, it's, a, it's such a heavy lift. Why bother? You might as well go have nicer weather, pay no state income tax, and, and head to the Carolinas, Florida, Texas, wherever, anywhere but here. I've, I've kind of given up on the New Yorks and Californias. Because... Americans don't run and hide. California is salvageable. I'm going to run. Uh, listen, I'm guilty. I'm getting the hell out of here. I'm going to run and hide <laughs> and leaving. take my money with you're me. Not you're not going anywhere. You're going to stick it out. And there's no, I'm not. I am not going to stick it out. It's you know, it's 62 cents of every dollar I make goes to government. 62 cents. And, and you know what? That type of message resonates with people in New York. All they are looking for, they're looking for a leader. They're looking for someone who, who can relate to them. Oh, okay, you want me to run for governor of New York? Wish me luck. Well, Sean, you got governor or senator. I'll be out. Well, I'll you, got be An- New York. you got Andrew Giuliani. You got Lee Zeldin. Let's see how they do. They're both great guys. Uh, you they got Rob Astorino. He's going to get in it, too. What? They got to relate to the people. That's what, That's the magic of Trump. Trump resonate. People have a bond. These politicians got to throw the old playbook out. They have to relate to the average citizen. That is the charisma, the magic of Donald Trump. He resonates with people. That's rare. All right. That's a rare formula. Listen, I'm, we're going to follow it. I, I, I'm, I'm trying to leave open the hope that you're, you're, you're giving me here. I want the people of California to fix their state. They have an opportunity today to do it. 
Uh, Leo 2.0, Terrell, got to roll. Thank you, my friend. 800-941-SEAN is her number. Quick break, right back. scandal and the NSA atrocities convince you? You need a watchdog on Washington with insider sources. You need Hannity every day. All right, 25 till the top of the hour, 800-941-SEAN. You want to be a part of the program. Back to the Fauci mandates and, you know, Anthony Fauci now saying, yeah, you're going to need to be vaccinated to use a commercial airplane. Let us remind everyone that Joe Biden, Nancy Pelosi, let's see, Jen Psaki, Rochelle Walensky, the great Dr. Fauci, all said it would never come to that. Listen. No, I don't think it should be mandatory. I wouldn't demand to be mandatory. Perhaps the federal government should step in and issue mandates. And if not, are you putting the needs of unvaccinated people ahead of the needs of vaccinated people? I think the question here, one, that's not the role of the federal government. Um, that is the role that institutions, private sector entities, uh, and others may take. We cannot require someone to be vaccinated. That's just not what we can do. I am all for um, more vaccination, um, but uh, you know, I, I have nothing further to say on that except that we're looking into those policies. And, and quite honestly, as people are doing that locally, um, those are those are individual local decisions as well. I don't think you'll ever see a mandating of vaccine, particularly for the general public. Okay, so there they're all saying no vac- no vaccine mandate, no vaccine mandates. Well, that's now changed. And they flipped and they flopped and they flailed. Now, I still stay with my argument. Take it seriously. Talk, you know, do your own research. Take into account your unique medical history, your current condition. Talk to your doctor, your doctors. And then you got to make the decision that's right for you. But apparently, if you make the wrong decision, you're going to be shut out of restaurants, shut out of sporting events, shut out of concerts, shut out of even maybe your job. That's and shut out of airplanes now. Anyway, let's listen to the great Dr. Fauci saying the vaccine mandate to travel is being considered. It seems to me crazy that a year and a half into this, you can still I can still get on a plane to Boston or California and nobody's going to check me. Do you think that needs to change? Well, that's under consideration, certainly. I think that if, in fact, it is seriously considered, it's on the table. On the table, that means it's going to probably happen. That's my interpretation. Um, and then, you know, you see this now emerging organically in football stadiums all over the country, both pro and college games, uh, these chants of F. Joe Biden. Anyway, joining us to weigh in on uh, where this is headed is uh, Dr. Joel Zimberg, medical doctor and senior fellow with the Competitive Enterprise Institute, discussing the medical legal policy implications of these mandates. Um, Doctor, thank you for being with us. You've been a medical doctor for how long? 
Uh, longer than I care to admit on uh, live radio, <laughs> but since 1981. <laughs> so I, I like to have people on this program, and, and some doctors I've agreed with and some I haven't, because I want people to get as much information as possible and then, of course, discuss everything with their own doctor. Uh, I've been criticized, doctor, for not, you know, practicing medicine without a license. I, I, I'll, I'll humbly admit that I don't feel qualified to tell people what to do, um, and I don't find it very scientific that one size fits all medicine, as I discussed. Am I am I wrong? Should I be telling people what to do? No, no, you shouldn't be telling people what to do any more than, unfortunately, the administration feels it has to tell people what to do. And and you're in good company. You know, the, the administration and the president have been criticizing governors DeSantis and Abbott um, while they have been encouraging people to get vaccinated. So I don't think you if should. I, if I showed up in your office and I I was a new patient. And I wanted to get your insight and your advice on whether to get the vaccine. Uh, I assume you would probably ask me a lot of questions about my medical history, right? Correct. Absolutely. And my current and medical look, you know, condition. Vaccines for most people are really the right answer. The vaccines are the most effective uh, way of preventing COVID. And should you unfortunately get an infection anyway, they reduce the severity of the disease. So for most people, that's the right answer. But the real question is who should be telling people that? Should it be their physicians? Uh, should it be their state and local governments who have traditionally had the uh, role of providing for public health? Uh, or should it be the federal government, which has never really had that role? And that's what you know the Biden administration is doing now. They're they're getting they're t intruding into various areas like the eviction moratorium and now the uh, this potential uh, emergency order that they're going to have for business requiring businesses to vaccinate people, where they have very limited, if any, legal authority to do so. Yeah, and, and are there people that have rare conditions that would prevent them from being a candidate to get the to get the vaccination, sir? There are. I mean, you know, as you say, they're rare, but there certainly are people who fall into that category. So I want to ask you this. Kamala Harris put out a tweet and it got a lot of play on the social media uh, or on social media forums. By vaccinating the unvaccinated, increasing our testing and masking and protecting the vaccinated, we can end this epidemic. My question when I when I read that was, isn't it what the vaccine they told us would do, which would be to protect it would protect the vaccinated? Wasn't that the whole point of it? Yeah, sure. Yeah. I mean, is she talking. I didn't. Is she talking about vac revaccinating the vaccinated or vaccinating the unvaccinated? She's saying by very, vaccinating very the unvaccinated, with Vice President yeah. Harris, <laughs> we can protect the by vaccinating the unvaccinated. We can protect the vaccinated. And I'm like, wasn't the point of the vaccine to protect you? In the yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, you know, there there is this thread in some of the advice coming out of the administration and out of some of the agencies involved there uh, that is really kind of overzealous. They're, they're basing a lot of policies on the idea that even the vaccinated can become infected and spread disease to other individuals, probably mostly unvaccinated people. But the reality is 
the vaccines are still very good in terms of protecting you against infection, and they're even better at protecting you against severe disease. So, you know, when and, and we've seen that with the Delta now, variant, for example, a large percentage of the population has both has an immunity, either vaccine immunity or natural immunity. So your chances of encountering someone who is infected and shedding the virus is much lower than it used to be. And then if you are vaccinated, it's highly protective. So, you know, they're letting sort of a very slim threat drive all sorts of, you know, overzealous policies. Well, then let me ask you this question, because when the Delta variant got on the scene and it spread throughout the country as it has, uh, we had the, the first of what are called breakthrough cases and people that are fully vaccinated contracting COVID. Uh, one of my best friends that happened to and mm-hmm. fully vaccinated, by the way, it was and he went and he got an infusion of Regeneron within 24 hours and had the best 10 days of his life because he sent his family down to Florida and he went fishing every day uh, <laughs> and sent me pictures of all the striped bass he caught. Anyway, so you got the Delta variant. Then we ha- hear about the Peruvian Lambda variant, now the Mu variant, and I assume there's going to be variants behind all these variants. Is there ever a point that you worry that the vaccine is, is not only, we're not only going to have just breakthrough cases, because you're absolutely right, if you've been vaccinated, the, the data is showing, at least my interpretation of it, that your risk of hospitalization and death is greatly reduced. So my question is, do we get to the point that maybe the vaccine is ineffective or is that something that you don't believe would happen? Well, no, no one can tell you 100 percent that that's not going to happen. As long as the virus is circulating, it will mutate. And there's always the possibility that it can mutate in a, in the form that makes it the vaccines much less effective, but that has not happened yet. Uh, and, you know, these new variants that you just mentioned, the, the Lambda and the Mu, are very, very small percentage of the cases in the U.S. Uh, and it looks like Delta has outcompeted it. And, you know, we're in, a, in some ways at a very good spot because nationwide the number of Delta cases, hospitalizations, and deaths have peaked and are starting to decline. There are still some hot spots, you know, places where it's, it's continued, you know, we're still on the upward uh, slope or we're just about to peak, but in the nation as a whole, and I'm including places like Florida, where, you know, the, you know where the, the Biden administration has, has day after day knocked their efforts there, they're on the downslope. So the good news is that the probably the most contagious of the variants to date um, is now on the downslope. So, you know, and we and, now and have a surprising. lot of people who have immunity. So it's right, only for the... in a good place, barring some you know, mm-hmm. unexpected variant that's highly virulent. We are in a very good place as a nation. Quick break. We'll come back and we'll continue more with Dr. Joel Zimberg. 800-941-SEAN is our number. You want to be a part of the program. Uh, we're going to look into the lawsuits that are now being filed at the top of the next hour and your calls 800-941-SEAN. Last month. All right, 
as we continue with Dr. Joel Zimberg. It's shocking to me that, and I'm not a doctor, I'd recommend everybody talk to their own doctor again, but, you know, only for the first time last week did Joe Biden ever, he'd never mentioned before, monoclonal uh, antibodies like Regeneron, and that shocked me. And then I have this article from the Epic Times, that's from, and they quote Dr. Robert Malone, who invented the mRNA vaccine technology. That's the Pfizer and Moderna shots. And he says that, the first of all, the headline is natural immunity, longer lasting protection from COVID-19 and vaccines. And he says the immunity conferred by recovering from COVID is better than the protection afforded by the vaccines. And this is the prominent vaccine inventor and citing in part a recent study from Israel where Pfizer's COVID-19 shot that if you had natural immunity, uh, you were more 13 times more likely to contract Delta with the Pfizer uh, vaccination than if you had natural immunity. And it's been shown, he says, in that paper and others that the immune response in terms of T and B cell memory populations is more diverse and more long lasting than the immune response elicited by spike based vaccines alone. And this is the inventor of this class of vaccines. What are your thoughts on that? Well, look, we knew even before the vaccines were available that the natural immunity was at least lasting for six months and it it was seemed to be good in four different types of immunity. Uh, and then you have situations like the Israeli study you're referring to, where, and that was done during the uh, Delta surge in Israel, where they showed that when you looked at people who were either infected or vaccinated at roughly the same time, that the vaccine, the vaccines were inferior to natural immunity. And they also had people, because of course the COVID infections have been around much longer than the vaccine, they had people who'd been infected for a much longer term, up to about 10, 11 months prior, and they still had better protection than people who had vaccine immunity. And that sort of it goes along with a study out of the Cleveland Clinic. And that, that was done primarily in the uh, pre-Delta period. But I, I have a final question only because no of the constraints of time, uh, doctor. It's something I have to deal with, and, and you don't as a medical doctor. You take all the time you need. I don't have an unlimited period of time. Would you recommend then, based on that Cleveland study and based on this Dr. Malone, what about people, and I only have about 15 seconds for you to answer, what about people that contracted COVID, do you recommend they get the vaccine? Again, like you, I would say speak to your doctor. It's clear that you can boost the immunity, at least for a brief period, by getting an additional shot. But And there are people who it probably makes a lot of sense for, people who have immunosuppressing conditions, people like cancer or HIV. It's less clear that it makes sense for the general population, uh, which is, by the way, why you're seeing a lot of people from the CDC and the FDA who objected to the plan that the, that the the president announced about a month ago to make boosters available for all adults. Uh, it's, you know, so it's, it's not so clear it works, and the data is not there are not there yet. Uh, but the uh, it may make some sense for certain people, and they should be speaking to their doctor about getting it. All right, doctor, we appreciate you being with us. And again, I urge people take this thing seriously. I've seen the worst of it. Talk to your doctor. 
based on your unique medical history and current condition. Doctor, thank you for your input and your point of view. 800-941-SEAN, our number. You want to be a part of the program. Quick break, right back. 